Right now on Matter of Fact, we're taking an epic road trip across America. We're talking about what it feels like to be an American. The thought process is that when you say America's a melting pot, mm -hmm. that it actually devalues the different cultures that do make up America, mm -hmm. and that the salad bowl analogy is better. Um, you're still a tomato, and you're a piece of lettuce, but you can still be friends, like something yeah. like that. Getting a sense of how people see the nation's challenges. It used to be like America was the land of opportunity, but now it just feels like it's a struggle. And asking, what's the best route forward? So I want to see candidates that are thinking about policies, not short term, but long term. So generations now, generations later, and how to affect it. I'm Soledad O'Brien, welcome to Matter of Fact. Every once in a while, it's good to step back from the political rhetoric and think about the big picture of American life, the daily ups and downs of working and raising families and paying the bills. After the 2020 presidential election, we took more than a step back. We asked our correspondent, Jessica Gomez, to take a road trip across the middle of the country. Her assignment, to ask people how they saw their place in America. We started our journey in Denver, Colorado, where the snow was melting under the shadows of the Rocky Mountains. Almost time for baseball season. We met Laura Heshmedi picking up her son at practice. Are you tired? Oh, yeah. And we're gonna add the marinade and the butter. They invited us home for dinner, where we learned this American family is made up of a multitude of cultures. Heshmedi is a Persian last name. My husband is half Mexican, half Persian. I'm Mexican-American. Thank you for the nourishment of this food. Amen. 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 We're talking about uh, what it feels like to be an American. The thought process is that when you say America's a melting pot, mm -hmm. that it actually devalues mm -hmm. the different cultures that do make up America, mm -hmm. and that the salad bowl analogy is better. Um, you're still a tomato, and you're a piece of lettuce, but you can still be friends, like yeah. something yeah. like that. And with that, we set out to learn where others see themselves in this salad bowl that is America. By me stepping in this country and walking freely in this country, I'm American. On the way out of town, we popped in on Alejandro Flores Munoz, a gay, undocumented Mexican immigrant. And we make it almost like a masa, and uh, then we put it inside the taco. The DACA recipient, whose mother brought him to the U.S. as a little boy, is now opening one of Denver's first cloud kitchens for online delivery only. His business, he says, makes him feel American. I want to now be uh, in a position where I can showcase that I am paying taxes, that I am employing people, that I am building a company. I don't, I don't think words will showcase as much as action. From Colorado to Kansas. It used to be like uh, America was the land of opportunity, but now it just feels like it's the struggle. We stopped in Hayes with its Wild West roots, more than two dozen Christian churches, and a lot of red, white, and blue. It's hard to get the job, the career that you want because once you fall down a whale, it's really hard to climb out. 
Tristan Frump, in between manufacturing jobs. A rough childhood, he says, got in the way of his American dream of owning a car repair shop. In my life, it's always been like that. It's like you're a certain class of person. And uh, when, when people put you down or put you in that label, it's really hard to imagine how your life could really be because everyone's telling you you can't. It's like, uh, it's just like kills your confidence, kills the dream. When we come back, our road trip across America continues. I feel like as most Americans view us as just we're poor or dirty or they don't even know that we're still alive. We make a stop on the Prairie Band Potawatomi Indian Reservation. You're watching Matter of Fact, America's number one nationally syndicated public affairs news magazine. The journey on I-70 was a way of checking in with Americans, finding out how our individual stories impact the way we see the nation. We pick up that journey with correspondent Jessica Gomez as she heads from Hayes, Kansas, towards St. Louis, Missouri. I feel like as most Americans view us as just we're poor or dirty or they don't even know that we're still alive. On the Prairie Band Potawatomi Nation Reservation. How old are you? We happened upon this young family just starting out. To me, being American means to practice your ceremonies and religion and languages. That means I'm Potawatomi. My Indian name means Big Wolf. I'm Thunder Clan, and my color is blue. They tell me they're living the American dream here on the reservation. But for mom Rosanna, it's complicated. As a woman, I'm kind of like not equal. As a Native American, I'm not equal. If I were a white woman, I think I would have it easier and a lot of things would be easier. And I, I think I would be heard more. It means being heard, being able to express yourself and be authentic. On to Kansas City, Missouri. As the sun set over the Jazz District, we caught up with singer Jamie Chase. Her stage name, J-Love. Music is my expression. It's my love. It's my heart. It's God's gift. We asked, does she feel a sense of belonging? Musically, yes, but in my everyday life, no. You know, because if I'm in the, when I'm in the grocery store, everybody doesn't know that I'm J-Love. You know what I'm saying? I don't look the same, I got my hat on, you know? I'm just another black person. And I still have people follow me around in Walmart. Sometimes I'm cool with it, sometimes I'm not nice about it. Sometimes I'm like, hey, did you know that it's probably not me that's stealing? The mother of two young black men, she wrote a song called Black Lives Matter. Right now, I just, I don't, I'm fearful. Every time my kids leave out the door, I'm fearful. Where are you going? Who are you with? God, please let my baby come home. Some of my white friends will say, 
No, that's not happening. Oh, come on, it's not that bad. Or this just hurts me to the core when my white friends say, you know, you just need to stop talking about it. You know, it's, it, you, if you just talk about it too much. It doesn't feel like there's a lot of compromise because we don't spend time understanding the other perspectives. From Kansas City to St. Louis, in the suburbs, retired Navy pilot Kevin McLaughlin. You know, spending 31 years in the military and deploying six times, the answer is I feel most American when I'm not in America. Um, and seeing how other countries and other cultures live, uh, and it really makes you appreciate what you have. McLaughlin, who led the missing man formation as President George H.W. Bush was laid to rest, says his years in the military taught him the value of all that makes up this country. The whole is much greater than the pieces that, that put it all together. Things that happen to me sometimes, you may normalize it and say, oh, well, that's just America. But when you see your children, you're like, oh, no, we got to stop this. Our final stop, this African-American children's bookstore, also outside of St. Louis. I can travel through time, all through a book, and I can see myself in that. IT manager and former attorney Jeffrey Blair and his wife Pamela opened I See Me five years ago, inspired by what their children, now in college, we're missing. There are times in my life, times in my children's life, where there have been incidents that would take place that would make us question whether America values us. Are we full citizens, really? That, or are we here just as bystanders? All right, this is one of my favorite books. It's called The Undefeated. This is for the unforgettable, the swift and sweet ones, the ones who hurdled history and opened a world of possibilities. I think one of the things is the possibility going forward, the possibility of hope, the possibility of change. I think the idea of expanding the notion of freedom and who it applies to, to be the collective and not just the few, that is what can give greatness to the ideals of what America supposedly stands for. This is for the undefeated. This is for you, and for you, and for you. This is for us, the undefeated. Ahead on Matter of Fact. I just can't see how important people can fight over stuff that don't matter to where things that matter, they just can't get together. What Americans say about how to move the nation forward. Welcome back to Matter of Fact. The first part of our road trip across America took place in 2020, right after the presidential election. Then, earlier this fall, as the midterms approached, we thought we'd pick up where we left off, this time trying to gauge what mattered most to people as they prepared to cast their ballots. Here's our correspondent, Jessica Gomez. About an hour northeast of St. Louis, Vandalia, Illinois, once the state capital and the birthplace of Abraham Lincoln's political career. From there, we hit the road, heading east towards Indiana. 
It's hard pressed to find a black woman, conservative, Republican, Christian, from the heartland in Indiana. In Indianapolis, we caught up with 33-year-old Whitley Yates. People are no longer just looking at people to say, okay, well, you look like me, so I'm gonna vote for you. It's more about what policies do you have that's gonna impact people that look like me. Whitley, who owns a public relations company, tells us it was her traumatic childhood that shaped her views on things. I was born with drugs and alcohol in my system. My biological mother was told to abort me and instead she checked into rehab. And so from that lens of being given the chance, I support pro-life. And her time spent in a state-funded children's home, Whitley says, made her value independence. I never wanted to rely on the government to lead my life. When I finally became the U.S. citizen, it was a dream come true. Nearby, at an Amtrak maintenance facility, 60-year-old Eki Rahim, an immigrant from Bangladesh. An active member of his union, he believes in hard work and expanding the American dream. Definitely, I believe every human being should have decent health care and education, post-secondary school education. Back on the road, we set off for the swing state of Ohio. I'm a Mexican-American. I'm a LGBTQ. I'm a lesbian. You voting today? You being In Dayton, Melissa Rodriguez. I think the number one issue for me right now is the LGBTQ rights, especially same-sex marriage. Rodriguez spent 24 years in the Air Force, including two deployments, keeping her personal life a secret under the military's don't ask, don't tell policy until it was lifted. Not only can they join the military and feel safe to do it, the way they interacted, the partners being at award ceremonies, the way they were able to greet each other coming home from a deployment, that's something that me and my partner could not do. So I don't want to see us go back. Honestly, we're struggling. Across town at the Dayton Food Bank, long lines. The need nearly double what it was this time last year. So too are Helena Adams grocery bills. It used to cost us $150 a week to, to feed all five of us, and now it's $300, $350. It keeps going up. It's ridiculous. And there's Carl Schaefer, who has cancer and is on a fixed income. In less than two years, it's screwed up so bad. Everybody's, you know, it's affected everybody. Coming up, acts of kindness on the road. The need was so much greater than just serving the food. They needed a presence out here on the street that could love them unconditionally. Our road trip across America continues. To stay up to date with Matter of Fact, Sign up for our newsletter at matteroffact.tv. Sometimes when you're reporting a story, you have some unexpected moments. You discover people who don't just describe a challenge or a concern, they show you what they're doing to make life better. That's what happened to our correspondent, Jessica Gomez, when she made a stop in Wheeling, West Virginia. The city of Wheeling, built on coal and steel, but most of that has now gone away. Do you need anything? It's where we meet Lynn Kettler. Catholic Charity is serving up breakfast to those in need. The need was so much greater than just serving the food. They needed a presence out here on the street that could love them unconditionally. 
Lynn and her cousin Susan Brossman started a nonprofit called Street Moms, bringing supplies and support to the homeless. Mostly mental illness, drug addiction. It's really bad. They were almost overwhelmed. With the homeless camps growing, the street moms say, some services that disappeared during the pandemic never came back. Opioid crisis, where's the money going? We're not seeing it trickle here to, to this little town where it's needed. Housing, try to get housing for some of these folks is nearly impossible. So people need to look for candidates that are willing to delve into these difficult topics and make America a, a place where everybody can live comfortably. Still ahead, Americans weigh in on what the future holds. We look at the flag from different directions, but we're all looking at the same flag. And finally, our road trip comes to an end in Maryland, where we meet some people who think there's a reason to be optimistic about the future, even when the challenges seem a bit overwhelming. The end of the road, Baltimore, Maryland. Here we catch up with Brittany Young and her group of dirt bike riders. Our program, how we're making it safer, is literally making sure kids pick up a bike and not a gun. I like that. The chemical engineer turned tech teacher created the nonprofit B360 a few years back as police started cracking down on dirt bike riders. Right, and so you ride two stroke, why? Because of the power. The young riders not only learn how to operate and fix the bikes, but in the colder months, take STEM classes. The skills that we're looking to grow in could be anything from manufacturing to electricians, to mechanics, to future teachers, to chemical engineers. But revving the engines of change here, Brittany says, needs support. So I want to see candidates that are thinking about policies, not short term, but long term. So generations now and generations later and how they affect it. We look at the flag from different directions, but we're all looking at the same flag. Our final stop, Fort McHenry, where the War of 1812 against the British inspired the national anthem. So there would be 20 men that would sleep in this room. It's where we meet volunteer and history buff Perry Berman. This time, 200 years ago, Congress was doing the same thing that we see today, no different. Perry, who wants to leave a better environment for the next generation, says we can learn from our history. The people back in 1812 had no idea that they were going to survive. They were just trying to figure out whether America was going to be on its own two feet. And the message is we did it. We'll do it again. We're Americans. We're the home of the free and the brave. In Baltimore, for Matter of Fact, I'm Jessica Gomez. Our thanks to Jessica Gomez and all of the crews that went on the road trip for us. We're very grateful. That's it for this edition of Matter of Fact. I'm Soledad O'Brien, and we will see you back here next week. Listen to Matter of Fact with Soledad O'Brien on your favorite podcast provider. Watch us during the week on FYI and YouTube.